Hi guys, a beautiful morning to you all. Today's Bible study will be taken from 1 Corinthians 6 and 1 Corinthians 7. And our memory verse taken from 1 Corinthians 7 verse 17. Each of you should continue to live in whatever situation the Lord has placed you. And remain as you were when God first called you. This is my rule for all the churches. Let's take a few moments, ask the Holy Spirit, open our eyes, open our ears and open our hearts to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to be saying to us today. In 1 Corinthians 6, Paul talks about having lawsuits with fellow Christians. He started by saying, When one of you has a dispute with another believer, how dare you file a lawsuit and ask a secular court to decide the matter instead of taking it to other believers? Don't you realize that someday we believers will judge the world? And since you are going to judge the world, can't you decide even these little things among yourselves? Don't you realize that we will judge the angels? So you should surely be able to resolve ordinary disputes in this life. If you have legal disputes about such matters, why go to outside judges who are not respected by the church? I am saying this to shame you. Isn't there anyone in all the church who is wise enough to decide these issues? But instead, one believer sues another right in front of all believers. Paul is basically saying here that it is unheard of for two believers to be at loggerhead when we can amicably settle these things amongst themselves. In verse 7, it said, Even to have such lawsuits with one another is a defeat for you. Why not just accept the injustice and leave it at that? Why not let yourself be cheated? Instead, you yourselves are the ones who do wrong and cheat even fellow believers. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves, greedy people, drunkards, abusive, cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed, you were made holy, you were made right by God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Paul adds on to talk about sexual immorality and how to avoid sexual immorality. In verse 12, it starts by saying, You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. You say food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true, but someday God will do away with both the food and the stomach. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord and the Lord cares about our bodies. Paul went on to tell us about what happens when a man has sex with a woman. He said, don't you realize that your bodies are actually part of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is a part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her? For the scripture says, the two are united into one. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And in verse 18, it tells us how to avoid sexual sin. It says, run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. So Paul's advice on how to avoid sexual immorality is run. Run and run as fast as you can and as far as you can. 
we move on to first corinthians 17. paul talks about instructions on marriage apparently the corinthians sent paul a message a letter and paul is responding back to this letter he said now regarding the questions you asked in your letter yes it is good to abstain from sexual relations but because there is so much sexual immorality each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs the wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourself more com- more completely to prayer afterwards you should come again together so that satan will not be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control i say this as a concession and not as a command he went on to say that he wishes everyone were single just as he was yet each person has a special gift from god of one kind or another so he says so i say to those who aren't married and to widows it is better to stay unmarried just as i am but if they can't control themselves they should go ahead and marry it's better to marry than to born with lust this particular verse is what people used to lie and say that it's better to marry than born with lust so they marry wrong with please wait to <laughs> wait and confirm if this person is your person mm-hmm. in verse 12 he started talking about people who are married to unbelievers so he says now i speak to the rest of you though i do not have a direct command from the lord if a fellow believer has a wife who is not a believer and she's willing to continue to live with him he must not leave her and if a believing woman has a husband who is not a believer and he's willing to continue living with her she must not leave him for the believing wife brings holiness to the marriage and the believing husband brings holiness to the marriage otherwise your children would not be holy but now they are holy he went on to say that if these unbelievers that are married to believers decide that they want to leave the marriage the believing counterpart should let the unbelieving counterpart to live in verse 17 paul says each of you should continue to live in whatever situation the lord has placed you and remain as you were when god first called you this is my rule for all the churches in this verse paul was saying that there are some particular situations that we've lived we've lived in as unbelievers and now that we've found christ for example someone that has married about three wives five wives and he gave his life to christ after that are you saying he should leave those wives and divorce them because he has given his life to christ no paul is saying each of you should continue to live in whatever situation the lord has placed you and remain as you were when god first called you this doesn't apply to sin like saying before you give your life to christ you were a prostitute and now you give your life to christ and you still want to continue to live that kind of manner Mm-mm-mm. no that's not how it works so He's just talking about some particular situations that you've put yourself in, some particular people that you've tied yourself with, like someone that maybe both of you were unbelievers before and you married and one of you gets, one of you gives your life to Christ. Will you say you're going to divorce your wife or your husband? Definitely not. Paul went on to explain himself by saying, for instance, a man who was circumcised before he became a believer should not try to reverse it. And the man who was uncircumcised when he became a believer should not be circumcised now, for it makes no difference whether or not a man has been circumcised. 
the important thing is to keep God's commandment. Yes, each of you should remain as you were when you were called. Were you a slave? Don't let that worry you. But if you get a chance to be free, take it. And remember, if you were a slave when the Lord called you, you are now free in the Lord. And if you were free when the Lord called you, you are now a slave of Christ. God paid a high price for you. So don't be enslaved by the world. Each of you, dear brothers and sisters, should remain as you were when God first called you. Paul said, according to him, if you don't have a wife, do not seek to do not seek marriage. If you don't have a husband, don't seek marriage. This was just Paul's advice, and he said categorically that this was not a command from God. So he's saying that when you get married, you have to think about how to satisfy your wife or your husband. And like you won't focus on the Lord properly and things like that. But then he now ended by saying, But let me say this, dear brothers and sisters, the time that remains is very short. So from now on, those with wives should not focus on only marriage. Those who weep or who rejoice or who buys things should not be absorbed by their weeping or their joy or their possessions. Those who use the things of the world should not become attached to them. For this world as we know it will soon pass. I want you to be free of these concerns of life. The last issue Paul addressed in this chapter was a man who is engaged to a woman and is having lost, is being lustful about her. And Paul said, but if a man thinks that he's treating his fiancée improperly and will inevitably give in to his passion, let him marry her as he wishes. It is not a sin. But if he has decided not to marry and there is no urgency and he can control his passion, it does well not to marry. So the person who marries his fiancée does well. And the person who doesn't marry does even better according to Paul. <laughs> this is how we end today's Bible study. I hope you guys have a great day if you inviting the Holy Spirit into your daily activities. I love you and Jesus loves you even more.